It's Cash Color Camp. It's a high level of conversation on LiveHipHopDaily.tv. And this episode is sponsored by Bouquet Rolling Papers. Experience the smooth burn of their classic rolling papers. Bouquet understands the art of rolling as a timeless craft. So enjoy what's simply natural. Check out Bouquet today. Click the link in the description when this episode goes live and make your purchase. All right, tonight, man, I got some, I got a dope guest, some dope guests on the, on the, on the, on the show today. I kind of wish we wasn't talking so much behind, backstage, because I would have a funny way to introduce how I even found these dudes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I found them actually just casually scrolling through LinkedIn, which is, um, LinkedIn, as y'all should know, is my favorite social media platform. Like, I, I strictly, I try to do so much more on LinkedIn than I do anywhere else. But I was on LinkedIn one day, and I saw an article on, it was Business Chronicle, ATL Business Chronicle. And I'm like, they was talking about these, these, these three brothers, Canago. Had a, had a CBD delivery company. I was like, that's dope. I read they was from Morehouse. I said, that's even doper. They in Atlanta. And my next thought was, why don't I know them? <laughs> <laughs> so my man Victor was actually on LinkedIn. I said, okay, let me type a message and see if I can get these dudes on here. And without further ado, I got Matthew, Victor, and Kevin, um, the co-founders of Canago, here in the studio with us, man. What's up, y'all? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no problem, no problem. We had some amazing conversations earlier, and I'm gonna give y'all a, a glimpse. We're gonna get into the how Canago got Canna founded, um, <laughs> their their background in Morehouse, how they met each other, and why HBCUs to start teaching the business of cannabis. Um, without further ado, though, like I say, um, first of all, tell us how you all met each other in the first place. Yeah, man, who wants to tell the story? Uh, Oh, this is about to be a good story. I got it. I got it. Kevin got it. So, so what's up, everybody? Kevin, uh, co-founder and head of engineering here at Canago. So pretty much the way that we met, so we were all at Morehouse, all Morehouse students, hungry, and we found out about this meeting, and... The meeting pretty much was like, okay, you guys can have free pizza and the possibility of an internship opportunity. Everybody's there. Boy, they know how to know. sell students, don't they? They used to sell yeah. us with credit cards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you need a Discover card? Come on down. <laughs> yeah, so we all went for free pizza and everything. Then my man right here, Vic, he's like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm about to start up a business. Um, and... Mark, who is actually the um, CTO of the company that we were um, we were um, at the at the meeting for, called um, Climate Corp. Mm-hmm. He pretty much told everybody, "Okay, this guy Vic is doing something real big. Um, whoever wants to be a part of it, uh, just go see, go see him after the meeting." So me and Matt, you know, we were hungry. We were looking for entrepreneurship opportunities. We went out. We went up to Vic, told him, "Okay, we want to be a part of this." And Vic said, "Okay, you guys meet me at Woody tomorrow. Do you remember what time?" Shoot. Okay, let's just say let's just say five or six. Yeah. So he was like, Meet us at, meet me over here at six. We came, we had a couple other guys, but we ended up being the nucleus of um Canago. So that's really how we started. Dang, so you had the idea for Canago early, early. Honestly, uh, yeah. I'm gonna be frank with you, I didn't have an idea at all. <laughs> oh, sorry. I d I didn't have an idea like at all. Um it was honestly cap. Um, and <laughs> it was, it was, no, frankly, frankly, it was cap. And I say it was cap because, um, you know, I'm trying to put myself onto an internship, right? So, you know, I was coding here and there, and I was like, oh, how do I make myself stand out? I knew I wanted to start a business. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just knew that was something I wanted to explore. So when Mark, for example, like, I guess he just took my word for it, or he was just kind of like, oh, he's doing something <laughs> and what, I literally was like when when they came to the meeting I was like oh y'all showed up <laughs> I was 
like y'all really showed up so i was like damn we got to do something now, now right <laughs> y'all are bought in and so um we just sat down and we tried to, to do another business like my dad's old business but like we had no idea what we were doing there and then we had think tanks so we met like once a week at like woody at auc and we would just had have like random ideas and then um it was really it was actually pretty it was actually pretty simple like like the story really you know there's a bigger story like more impactful story but like the story was like people were smoking weed and exactly. people want to get access to it and like you know ironically like i'm a founder of a cannabis company i don't smoke but but <laughs> they do <laughs> they do <laughs> yeah they do but like but what i was hearing was like a lot of my friends like plugs would never show up or the quality of the like cannabis was trash or there were so many things and we were like whoa they're doing it out in cali why can't we do it here and that was just really the hypothesis and i became really obsessed trying to figure out how can we start delivering weed here to like our auc students and it just became way bigger than that honestly Wow. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> we ran through that all kinds it. of ideas like yeah. wine delivery companies. Yeah, wine. Yeah. We started out with electrical engineering. Yeah, nobody like, did electrical Yeah, nobody knew. Yeah. 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 I think the wine one was actually a pretty good idea, too. Drizzly. That was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what's up, man. Yeah, deliver me some liquor. I don't know why. I don't know why we just stuck on cannabis. Honestly, because I know you like, brought up wine. You said, "Yo, we should do wine," and then like yeah, cannabis yeah, yeah. came up. It was like, I mean, well, they're, they're, uh, the consumption patterns are aligned. People that that drink are more likely to smoke as well. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like for all the reasons he just said, I mean, we're on a college campus, and at the most fundamental level, we knew that people wanted weed. Yeah, and it was like, okay, so what can we do down here that operates within a legal market? Yeah. That, and that's where y'all got to the CBD part, because it's not like we. Again, I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna incriminate these young men. <laughs> they deliver weed and hemp related products. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's, that's how we landed there. Yeah, yeah I, I heard cannabis and got excited. <laughs> I was like, let's do this, guy. Yeah. That is my guy. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Maybe because like, y'all smoke. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Any from the base, so. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm so I kind of been around this legalization yeah. process for a minute. Yeah, yeah, you've seen it, you've seen it, seen it, seen yeah. it. Kevin's my guy right here, man. Then we put a name to because Kevin is the one who actually uh, yeah, came, up came up with the name. Up, yeah, so yeah. so we came up with the company idea, and then we were sitting there, and I was like. Canago, cannabis on the go, yeah. and that's yeah. how we came up with that. And we were just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't have an idea in the first place, so you was like, yeah, hey. let's roll. He had the acumen, and that stood out to us. Yeah, and that's why we all wanted to come together and build this thing. That's yeah. lit, man. That's lit, man. I love actually that story. That's way different than the stories I was reading. In a <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And this is why podcasts exist. Like you get, you get, you get certain stories in Atlanta's business journal and yeah. stuff like that. And then you come to Cash Color Campus, you realize, man, that idea was cat. We were just, <laughs> just having to be in a restaurant one day. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was it. The two of my <laughs> weeds from my yeah. friends was like, hey, Canago. For sure. Exactly. That's what. That's what it Literally. is. That's what. It, well, I never. I do like the idea of Canago. I mean, it's not like the delivery services aren't a need and aren't actually happening in other markets, man. Matter of fact, shout out to my boy Devin out in Massachusetts with Rolling Relief. Rolling Relief is a big brand. Mm. Or a big a growing brand out in Massachusetts right now. It's definitely a thing. But again, we talked about your market is CBD and hemp-related products. Right. Well, again, I know why you targeted that, because that is where we are in Georgia. But when it was thinking about that, was you thinking primarily about the college students, or were you thinking about people way outside of that market? Um, 
honestly, I mean, we were really, uh, well, our, the, the reality of the situation is not too many college students probably want CBD products, right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, we had to operate within a legal market, but yeah. we still saw that there was a large need to be met down here. There's a lot of people on Georgia's medicinal marijuana list that have no access, well over 10,000 people. Still don't either. Exactly. Yeah, 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 funny story, still don't. Yeah. Incredibly yeah. slow. Yeah. Um, but people still need access to the, to the product, you know, yeah. like, and a lot of these dispensaries are, or shops are centralized within the city, but say, for example, if somebody lives in Mableton, Conyers, yeah. or somewhere far <laughs> out, yeah. they can't, they can't, yeah. they, they have no access yeah. unless yeah. they want to drive 40 minutes into the city and drive out. And um, that, it's just not sustainable. We realized it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. And um, there's a much broader target audience out there that uh, people with qualifying needs and, and people that just use CBD, Delta, and hemp products. Um, we saw these dispensaries in Atlanta, there's well over 50, so there's a market for it, clearly, mm-hmm. um, that was just being untapped when we just went through. Have you all, you know, this is probably an early question for you, because I know the brand is still growing, but have you thought about trying to partner up with certain with certain companies, like say, you know, Georgia Hemp Company is a good friend of ours, and, and, and CBD joint, and places like that. Have you thought about tapping into some of those markets and saying, hey, we can actually feel a need for you people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You do have customers in the Noonans, out there, you know, way farther outside the perimeter of Atlanta. Have you thought about stepping in some of them companies, some of them stores? Yeah, no, we are, we are, and I'm not going to really reveal who we're kind of yeah. dealing with now, but 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 we have some MSOs in the pipeline for sure. Okay, and uh, you know we, you know, we're successful when everybody else on the platform is successful. So if our stores are success are successful, our consumers are, su- are successful, and therefore we're successful as a platform. So you know we definitely um, are working. Love that Georgia hemp. Plug though, <laughs> <laughs> love that. Shout out yeah. to Joe, man. Joe's a good dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, love that plug. Yeah, that's my that's my guy, man. He actually, I was supposed to be hosting the green carpet at their at their golf tournament. I had to miss it because of the whole actually the day job thing. I had to, mm-hmm. I had to miss it, man. But I heard that was fun. Um, and plus, there are other there's other stores as well. Like I say, the CBD joint, um, also yeah. Saha CBD out in, out in East out in um, East Atlanta. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. there's a lot of partnership abil- abilities out here, especially when it comes to what you're trying to do. I think yeah. it's really a, a, a market y'all could tap. And what actually, I think people would love that. Being that, I didn't even thought about it. How many people don't live here who have to come to here to get that specifically? That's wild. Mm, yeah. 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 Building a business with one person could be a whole lot. Um, but building a business with three people, trying to put them on the same page, could be a struggle all in its own. Um, how, how do the three of you decide who does what in the business? And how many times do y'all bump heads trying to do that? We just bumped head on Friday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. honestly, yeah. pretty often. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like, we do bump heads pretty often, yeah. but eventually we um, we get to a place where we put the company first and we really think about what's going to be best for the company. Sometimes it might take sleeping on it, mm-hmm. but we always want to put Canago first and our customers are most important. So we just want to make sure we deliver the best products. But we do bump heads about yeah. like once a week or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, passion. it all comes yeah. from money, but yeah, you know, really there's things that they do that I can never do. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when it comes to engineering product, I can never touch that. So it really what it what it came to be is just like we all notice that we're a real complementary skill set of people. We all bring um, not just in a work environment, but even as far as just like when we have certain conversations. You know, Kev's normally like the. The, the, like the level, not the, I don't want to say the level hitter one, but the level hitter one. Yeah. Uh, me, me and Vic are very, 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 yeah, very, we're very passionate. <laughs> but Ke- like Kevin, honestly, like if it wasn't for Kevin mediating sometimes, yeah. we'll just go on forever. Yeah, because like, we'll, we'll start <laughs> yeah. talking about something yeah. and then just go and, and just go, go, and go. Hey, man, I'll just be trying to get out the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kevin you know, from the Bay, man. <laughs> no, I mean, like, so ironically, um, it was ironic because we all had complementary skill sets. Yeah. And it's interesting because Kevin and I, before Canago, him and I were like legitimately same class, same department. We never really said anything to each other, yeah. honestly. I, mean, I knew you existed. I just didn't, you know, we just never said anything. But it was so perfect that, you know, you had somebody who was very, I, uh, I was more in the engineering end, but I was more passionate about products and operations. You know, Kevin is really good at engineering and like Matthew, marketing and finance wizard, honestly. Um, you know, this guy can tell us, <laughs> you know, the dollar that we're, getting, we're supposed to be projecting to make Q3 day 40. <laughs> hour, like hour three, you know what I mean? So just the fact that, you know, we met how we met, um, to me, it was honestly destiny. Yeah. Um, just um, like just insanely how we just met, and just the fact that we all had complementary skill sets. Because like this, as I'm learning, I'm meeting other founders. This is just this dynamic here um, isn't something to take for granted. And I tell uh, I tell them every day, you know, how proud of I I am of them and how appreciative I am of them uh, because it's a struggle. And you know, these are extremely talented people and they don't need to be struggling with me, but it's like, you know, we all believe in this together. So do your parents believe in it with y'all? Because again, y'all Morehouse grads, I'm pretty sure they had like better plans for you than, than trying yeah. to start a weed delivery service. <laughs> yeah. So, so to expose myself, I actually, I dropped out of Morehouse to do this. They were, I dropped out of college too. Hey, Stay in school. Right. Yeah. Stay, Stay in, in school. school. Yeah, don't don't, 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 play don't play drop yourself. out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I uh, told my mom. <laughs> I told my mom I was dropping out of co- I should have said it better, but I just said it. I just told my mom I was dropping out of college. Well, first I told her, I said, I'm not going back to school because I want to start a cannabis company. And my mom, like, just freaked. She's like, she Nigerian? Jamaican. Jamaican. My dad's Nigerian. Okay. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 My my dad. So he was an entrepreneur. So he understood it. But like my my dad, he's my you know dads aren't really that emotional type stuff. So it was like as long as he was like he I think he just wanted to make sure that like I was straight and like I wouldn't be homeless. And so once he kind of figured out that I was able to figure out how to make money and stuff like that and be able to take care of myself, it was okay. But my mom took her. A good minute to kind of come to the realization that like hey i'm not going back to school and you know so that was that was my experience but um she she was she was flabbergasted to say the least but my mom was i'm I'm still to this day six credits short from my from from my degree and she still break yeah stop she'll still bring that up because i said yeah my last semester senior year i was like hey i want to be a writer i already know this like there's really no point in me taking Mm -hmm. my my last two credits computer 101 and health I right. said, there's really no point <laughs> of me going right. this extra limit when I can just go out here and be broke for a little while and figure out how to be Right, broke. exactly. Yeah. My point. 100%. My point. Mm-hmm. My point. And uh, also, I don't have, I'm not burdened with, with student loan debts either, so. Exactly. Shoot. You know, you're lucky. Hey, <laughs> I was lucky. I got a tax return recently, and I was yeah. like, yo, that was the first tax return I got in, in years. Wow. And I was like, oh, y'all finally, y'all finally say it's done. <laughs> <laughs> you're free, young man. You're free. That's what's up. So I know also that... Um, when it comes to like trying to promote a brand such as yourself, especially something young, something brand new, that's kind of more of a concept than the thing right now, social media would be the key way to do that. But social media is kind of hard for y'all to even navigate, even me for navigating, to be honest with you. Like, like between Instagram and Twitter, I deal with so many... So many shadow bands, yep. so many keywords you can't use. Like, like even now, like I just told you about the reels now being monetized. I just realized one of them can't be monetized because Wiz Khalifa again is is 
portraying smoking. I yep. just realized this. Can't do right. all that. Right. Y'all took the y'all took it to TikTok. Yeah. I'm not a TikTok person. Like I don't even I'm not even gonna pretend I know how to navigate TikTok. But y'all took it to TikTok and that's become kind of a major vehicle for Can to go. What made y'all pick TikTok over other platforms? Um honestly, you know what's funny? It's 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 like and I gotta give Vic credit here. Hey, thank because, you. Like, appreciate because it. like give it the he college. Was, he was telling me for he was telling me for a while because yeah. like I'm on social media, but I'm predominantly on social media just for work. Um, and like he was telling me for a while that Snapchat essentially is the biggest microphone. I mean, not Snapchat, I'm sorry. TikTok is the, essentially the biggest microphone out there as far as social media apps. And he was like, bro, like, we got to get on there. We got to get on there. And I was like, all right, you know what? Eventually, I was like, all right, we're going to get on there. So um, <laughs> we started, we took this whole approach towards um, educational content primarily um, because it's the only thing that won't get taken down. Yeah. That, yeah <laughs> and, they, and they, people need the information because we realized by being a delivery service, we take away that conversation that people are able to have with these dispensary owners a lot of the time. So um, we try to subsidize it through educational content. And uh, so we started creating like a bunch of videos to just um, to allow people to be able to associate cannabis um, with figures that they know. I mean, people that they know to, to humanize it more, kind of crack through that stigma. And it took off in a matter of months. We went from like about 196 followers to just over 20,000. Yo, put me on, dog, because I'm still at 100 <laughs> followers on TikTok. Put me on. Yeah. Like, how did y'all jump up like that? Was it was it the hashtags? Was it what, marketing um, guy? Tell me. I, I think it was, it was a combination of hashtags. We um, stayed up to date on, on certain trends, like certain... Um, Hot topics that were going on, like say for example, when Apple made it legal for cannabis apps to be on oh, the yeah. delivery store, yeah. I mean, to be on the app store, um, and even just um, taking people from a bunch of different things, whether it's uh, famous singers, favorite chefs, just famous local figures with a bunch of different audiences, and bringing them all together on our platform um, and, and on our TikTok, so that it's something there for everybody. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, that's something. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So TikTok is y'all thing. So y'all be doing the TikTok. Like, are y'all trending dances and stuff like that? Like, have y'all <laughs> oh, did nah, the A-Bay-Bay Bay yet to, 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 to CBD? Like, we all did the dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm not, gonna, not the best with that. But it is, yeah. I feel like it's such, it's such a hard thing to do as far as actually promote on social media. Like, it just really does become a bitch. And I think that TikTok probably does work best for y'all. But again, LinkedIn is my vibe. Like, like right, yeah, yo, right. LinkedIn, I feel like right. between finding people who like minds like yourself who are either in business and want to either assist in the business or learn more about the business or people who are just actively trying to share your content because again this is a business platform i'm there all day yeah i'm there all day like yeah. like unless i if i want to just like have a mindless day i'll go on twitter but if i just want to you know say actually want to do some shit like yeah. i found y'all i go yeah. on linkedin no doubt no doubt linkedin is linkedin is the joke man so i know all three of y'all did go to go to hbcus man you went to morehouse um i know you, you me and you college we kanye west three because yeah. i dropped out too yeah. oh you did too Bruh. Yeah, there it is. Bruh. <laughs> i'm not encouraging yeah. this <laughs> but there seems to be a trend stay in school Studio <laughs> but the thing I love about what I'm seeing right now with um, HBCUs and especially Morehouse, and we spoke about this a little while ago, is um, I feel like Morehouse is at this point creating cannabis entrepreneurs. Now, whether or not Morehouse knows it is a whole different conversation. You know what I mean? Because I know, again, we've had Dr. Hodge on the show, my man Dr. Rashawn Hodge. He's a notable name out here in these streets. But between my man Dirty with Dirty Lemonade, between um, Pearl Rolling Company, like I told you, I'm, in, I'm meeting a lot of gas station. I mean, a lot of folks out here in Atlanta who are Morehouse grads who have found their way into this in, into this green space. 
And I wondered, is this a conversation that Morehouse is actually having? Like, do you think Morehouse knows that the last couple of classes right now are leaning more towards getting into this industry versus what would be traditionally a Morehouse kind of lane? Like, I remember some of my friends when they was in Morehouse, I had my buddy, he, he wanted to be a diplomat. Like, I had another partner, he wanted to be, like, a financial advisor. Like, that was a thing, like, almost traditional. Yeah. Like, I feel like y'all are leaning away from doing the traditional and going into a whole other space. Do you see that coming, like, more of a trend at Morehouse or, or HBCUs overall? Um, I, I see it becoming a, a trend just in the black community, period. Mm. Um, I think, you know, in the Morehouse end, um, I do know Morehouse School of Medicine. I was reading somewhere that I think they're piloting like a medical cannabis programs, you know, on their campus. Mm. But, you know, Morehouse School of Medicine and Morehouse are not like associated or affiliated. They just down the street from each other? They just down the street. Yeah, I think it's like license thing. I don't know. It's <laughs> a royalty thing, deal going on. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but I just think that honestly, I just think it just goes with image and, and the brand and uh, I'm going to say I don't care. Like I just think until, you know, white institutions really start embracing this, I don't think HBCUs are, I don't think they're going to take those leaps. Mm. Um, even though I think we should be at the forefront of this, Thanks, man. pushing this, and I would happily, hey, Doc, you know, President Thomas, hey, man, I'm down the street, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll be, I'll be more than happy to come and speak and, you know, be a thought leader or start pushing narratives in the sense of how can we really push this because it's like mm -hmm. this is the next frontier, yeah. and the reality about it is when this thing becomes, it's kind of like. It's kind of getting into Bitcoin before everyone knew it was Bitcoin, like before there was Bitcoin. Damn, like, I wish I would have gotten in on Bitcoin. Exactly. I mean, don't, don't, doesn't everybody? And yeah. so this is like cannabis is still kind of the speculative thing, but it's like when, when it becomes federally illegal, then the real mad dash is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's really important for us to, and I, I know, you know, there are a lot, I've met a bunch of black people for sure who are trying to get into the space, but they're struggling. Access to capital is a huge Facts. thing. Infrastructure is a huge mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a massive, it's, it's just, it's just huge. It's insane. And so, unfortunately, I think like this is an industry that has been uprooted and created by black people, but I just think it's just white people taking, because they just have the economic power and, and, and as well as the connections and the relationships to be running and flourishing. Um, and owning up these markets and marginalizing us even more. Because um, it's like, one of the weirdest things to me is like social equity in cannabis. It's like, what? What does that mean? At this point, so many you people know? are saying that, but when it was first happening, yeah. it, was, it was a thing. Now, now mm. as we get into 2022, yeah. it's like, yo, what is this? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like, you know, when we was talking about this off air, that I feel like any HBCU that got A&M or, or, or tech in their name, y'all yeah. should be here. Like, like I agree. We, honest, yeah, I we agree. talking about I North agree. Carolina A&T. Matter of fact, Florida A&M does. I know Florida A&M actually is piloting, is piloting, actually has actually, um, classes in their, le in, their law pro in their law program where they yeah. were teaching about um, cannabis and they teach about can cannabis laws and stuff like that. That's amazing. Right. You know, so we're seeing some progress here and there. A couple of schools, I think. Somebody, I want to say Southern as well. I think I think Southern as well is another one. But we're seeing some of it happening. But I feel like we need to see it on a much larger scale at this point. And I think a lot of it does have to do with tradition. Like we're still. Yeah. I speak often about how there's a generational thing when it comes to cannabis, especially in the black community. Like mm -hmm. I had mentioned, um, I have a nephew who's 23 and I have a, a niece who's 13. Oh, their whole life has been. I just know that weed is legal, and there was a black president once. 
I grew up in a space where I would have told you if there was a black president, that would have never, ever, ever, ever happened. And there's never be a day I'd be able to walk down the street and smoke a blunt. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then my moms and them grew up in an era where all this is wrong. You know right. what I'm saying? And we ain't right. never going to, you know, and we right. all in the same household, all in the same family. Right. That's still happening, especially when it comes to HBCUs. You still have that generation. That's my mom's generation. Mm -hmm. that right. We're not even having this conversation, right. even though the kids are not just having a conversation. They're making right. money off it. Exactly. And they're trying to figure out how to capitalize right. it. It's we just got, ingrained. We got to figure out a middle at some point to where people understand that, yeah, you can have your opinion about whether or not this is positive or negative, but you also can't be oblivious to what's happening in your community. Like, even if you don't, even if you are opposed to it, you should know what's happening. Like, you can't right. pretend, you can't put a, you can't have a head in the, in the sand, like, long story right. short. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, go ahead. I was going to say, in talking about the stigma, Matt, you should touch on um, TikTok. <laughs> Man, all the, like, our, 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 whole, our whole goal is, like, break the stigma or attack the stigma. So, like, speaking of TikTok, that's one of the reasons why we were able to be, so successful is because we went in a lot of the stigmas that people have on cannabis, right? That it makes you unproductive and that yeah. it does all, all these, there's so much, so much, so many stigmas on it. Um, so we, we try to like go directly at a lot of those stigmas um, and, and make memeable, laughable, lighthearted content in a way that won't get us taken down, but we still <laughs> resonate right. with our, with our core audience base. Right. Um, and, and everything we do is geared towards cracking the stigma, whether it's, um, social media content like TikTok videos or blogs that we post on our website um, with educational value, and even to <clears throat> like, um, and even to uh, just 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 how we how we run our social media and how and the messages that we try to push out through our blogs are. We try to really supplement and offer a lot of um, educational content, and, and the goal is to because we, un we understand that knowledge is power, um, information is king, and a lot of people don't know. So a lot of people have these things just just. Not even, like, it's ingrained through generations and that plays a role in it, but a lot of it is just ignorance. People don't know, and they yeah. don't know where to look. And it's overwhelming trying to find the information online sometimes. So um, the better way we can convey that to people um, in a way that's still over, that still contributes to our end goal, which is just, like, cracking this whole stigma around cannabis and, and just getting people more comfortable with it. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's an herb, it's a plant, it's something that's been here long before any of us were here. It's going to be here long after we're gone. Yeah. So... Um, it's just about getting people comfortable with it and, and, and seeing it as socially acceptable and not judging people for their use of it. Um, because it, it, this, is a, this is a product that helps improve people's lives. Yeah. Um, we've seen that each in our personal lives um, and even through just people that we talk to, people that Vicks talk to. Um, yeah. like it's, that, that's what it's all about um, because this is real medicine helping real people. So. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, before we move on, I wanted to mention, because you said something about the old, uh, it's kind of three gaps of gender report, yeah. you know, it's growing more. And so I think uh, Elon said something uh, which was pretty interesting about how... He's going to buy Coca-Cola so he can put Coca-Cola in there. <laughs> I did see that. Well, <laughs> that. And uh, no, uh, more, more or less, he was also saying that, and I, and, and I agree, you know, um, that thought leaders, there should be like a, a certain age for thought leaders, right? So it's like we talk about a lot of these older institutions, um, but also it's like, you know, I could say, oh, President Thomas talked to me at Morehouse, but the reality about it is President Thomas reports to his board, you know, and so I'm sure like a lot, I, I don't know what the age of their board is, but mm. I know their board is probably that older generation, yeah. right, who honestly probably half of them do smoke, you know what I mean, but because they're scared about their image or how it's perceived or talked about. And yeah, they have SGA, but everyone knows SGA is just kind of like a figurehead popularity yeah. type thing. So it's like, you know, I think until we really start having this kind of proper intersections where the board is really trying to talk, 
you know, really important cultural relevancy to their students and resonate, I think that's really where change will happen quicker because um, it's kind of difficult. You know, it's like kind of um, teaching an old dog new tricks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think um, when a break, breaking that barrier, uh, honestly, I think really starts with the board. I think you're right. More involved. There needs to be definitely more students involved. There needs yeah. to be, need to be younger blood yeah. on some of these boys. And I think that's the craziest part. I'm 40. I probably would be the younger wow. blood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure, <laughs> like, you, would. I'm I'm, sure, I'm sure you would. Yeah, I'd be. You I'd be the younger blood on, yeah. on that on that board. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 levels. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But right now, I feel like the conversation needs to have happen, and we can't we can't duck it anymore. We can't duck mm -hmm. it in churches. You can't duck it in no. schools. No. At this point, this is being had, and and you ignoring it is doing more of a disservice than anything else. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So as we look forward and we move forward down the line. Where do you see Canada go actually going? Like, do you see y'all developing more into an app service, kind of like where people can just kind of boop, 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 and then maybe somebody just kind of drops it over, almost like a drop service situation? Or where, where do you see the, the, the platform going as, as time goes on? Well, people can boop, boop, boop right now. Oh. <laughs> Download us on the app yeah, store. It's out. <laughs> Download it's out. We're delivering. ILS. Yeah, yeah, we're out. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's actually out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe okay. the article that you read maybe it was before it came out. Yeah. Yeah, but no, we launched in February. That was, that was the web piece, right? Yeah. Was it? Oh, it was a web. Yeah. 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 Uh, we launched in February. You can download it on your iPhone. We're coming to Android soon. I was saying, is it on Android? No. No, I'm sorry. Google Play. Hey, man. Yeah. Um, but I guess that, that's a question for me, right? Where, 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 yeah, do where I, are we going to go? I mean, where are we gonna go? Both of y'all could like product. I mean, you know, you know, the mission, the mission of Canago uh, is to empower cannabis commerce, right? And really, you know, you ask yourself, what does that mean? And to us, it means being the best aggregator and distributor of cannabis on the East Coast, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're super focused on. East Coast markets, New York, Miami, uh, Philly, you know, Richmond, D.C., you know, Midwest, Chicago, you know, just all those uh, markets. And so, you know, our, our, our hope and our impact is to be able to make access more accessible um, to everybody. So, you know, my mom, she, uh, what? Oh, sorry, my no, mom, no. you know, she, um, lost uh, feelings in her hand, like her hands got really swollen. And you know, people thought it was cancer, people thought it was diabetes, all these crazy things. And one day I just told her, you know, why don't you just take some cannabis cream and, you know, topical, you know, her, her being an older woman, um, not trying to out her, um, but her just being older, um, you know, she was pretty um, against it. Until it got to a point where she was just like, you know what, let's try it. And so, you know, for three to four hours a day, she gets a sense of normalcy, you know. And so, you know, deeper than just us trying to deliver weed to, you know, our, our AC students, something just kind of dawned on me. I said, shoot, what happens when she runs out of cream? You know, exactly. who's going to be there for her? You know, and we saw that over 35 million people a month are going through these problems, getting a standard way of cannabis that's affordable and accessible and you know, we built out a platform that's also able to support local economies. So, like, you know, you know, um, Georgia Hemp or the CBD joint. You know, if you see if you see them on there, you're like, shoot, I patronize them all the time. Let me just order from them. You know what I mean? And we built out a model that is profitable and scalable um, 
for everybody involved and you know took away that uber-esque model and took ourselves more to an amazon approach and so you know really when you talk about canago and and the vision of it and where we're going to be i mean simply in, in one word impactful it's exactly what we're you know our goal is to be that was a good sell. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a good sell. He ended it properly, right? Like, yeah. in one word, impactful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was dope. That was dope, That's man. I'm a fan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all made me a fan. Y'all are interesting people. Yeah. I want to see this work. I Hopefully, yeah. it becomes big enough that I could possibly invest one day and be like, yeah, I was there first. <laughs> <laughs> I was there first yeah. day. I got that shit. Sure. Yeah. So, um, if, so, if somebody did want to follow y'all on social media, if you want to follow them on TikTok, how could they follow you? Like, what are the handles? You can follow us at TryCanago on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. That is T-R-Y-C-A-N-N-A-G-O. TryCanago. And let's be buds, as we always like to say, you know? Let's be buds. That's what's up. And also, you can find them on Apple, on Apple, was it Apple Store? Yeah, yeah on Apple Store. Yeah. Not Google, not Google Play yet. Not Google Play yet. No, no, no. But coming soon. Coming yeah. soon. Yeah, coming that's soon. What's, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Yo, I definitely appreciate you guys for coming through today, man. It was a super dope interview. Um, Matt, Vic, Kevin, I appreciate y'all. Y'all dope. Can it go? Sounds like it's a go. And I wish y'all the best. I like of luck. what you did there. I know, man. I, Look, I, I like what you did. I'm a, like I'm a host, like, man. I like what you did there. I'm a host, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate y'all for coming through. Please kick it with our guests tonight. Well, 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 with everybody who's in the studio tonight, yeah. man, get a chance to, for them to get to know you a little bit more personal. And thank you again for coming on the show tonight. Thank you so much. Right, thank you for having us. Appreciate it. No thank problem. You. And that's Cash Color Campus High Level of Conversation. And this episode is sponsored by Bouquet Rolling Papers. Make sure you follow them as well.